Kabiso Musia on SAFM. Okay, Kanyiso Chuako joins us all the way from Ireland, Spot 24 reporter. Kanyiso, good evening and thanks for speaking to us on here back home in South Africa. Good evening, Chabiso. Good evening, listeners. How's the weather in Ireland? Um, it's cold. It's a uh, it's it's Joburg winter cold. Uh, but I'm not as brutal as as no no not as brutal as cold as Joburg is. But yesterday it rained a fair bit, but today it's been dry, cold and dry today. Okay, and 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 I I I see um wet weather is expected this weekend. Is that is that is that the correct focus for the for the game? Um. Look, I mean, whenever you come to Europe, whether you come in summer or you come in winter, which weather is something that you need to prepare for. Um, and I think one would think that, especially with the amount of uh, URC rugby that South African teams have played, um, one would think that the uh, weather shouldn't be an issue. I mean, one would have needed to watch the Stormers Ospreys game and looked at how the the in, the the, um, the elements in that game absolutely caved in and proved to be a wet weather game, a game where. Um, one would think that Marnie Libok, if he wasn't considered for the Springbok squad at the time, that, that was the game that the, the Bok coaching management had identified as can he do it on a cold day um, in, in, in can he do it on a cold day in Dublin? No, he's not picked for the squad, but those are the kind of questions that they would have, would have asked. Can he do it on a cold day in Dublin? Um, a cold day, I think that particular game answered questions. So whether now shouldn't be an excuse nor a reason to be used in the event that Park management, um, let's say they lose a test match because they encounter these conditions. I mean, teams play in Cape Town in the middle of winter when that when the, when the Northwester brings in um, that cold front and the weather that comes comes with it. So look, it's going to be interesting to see what Ireland, uh, what the, the team in Ireland picks the box. Um, happy to show their cards early um, in a way that they have their team, and then it's up to you to see what kind of team you pick to counter what they're going to bring. Quite interestingly, um, I believe the box were practicing or were simulating wet weather in their camp in Stellenbosch. What exactly were they doing? Were they wetting the field? Um, look, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. But I mean, it, it, that's nothing new. I remember the New Zealand um, when they prepared for the um, for the 2019 World Cup. They dunked ball. They, they dunked balls in water from areas with the past, essentially to prepare um, for wet weather rugby because they played in a, in a time where rain is pretty prevalent in Japan, which is between um, July and October. I mean, there are players who play the rugby in Durban where you know that humidity is a constant factor uh, in terms of actually playing with a slippery ball. So, I mean, look, the, um, you, you can simulate those conditions as much as you can, um, but when you play in a test match and those conditions are there, you've also got the pressure of the position team that you need to deal with. So, look, it's going to be... It, that. If they had they if they prepared in that manner, look, I mean that 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 means that from a from a preparation perspective, the box clearly have their ducks in a row. The most important part is that your preparation can only take you somewhere, and it's somewhere and somewhere. The important part is then putting that preparation in into into practice um, in the pressure situation on the field. So let's talk about the squad then that was announced today. Any surprises for you in this box match day squad? Slightly surprised by Colby at 15, but you also realize that at some point, it is a position that he played extensively um, at school at the start of his uh, Western Province Thomas career. Um, one of the reasons why he often played at wing was because um, Espy Marais often played at fullback and he was the better goal kicker. So, look, and I mean, Jock did say at today's press conference that 
in that 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 Cheslin's also filling out um as the as the flower as the flower of cover i mean they've ended up an injury because again they've got a 6-2 split um with Fafti Clark and Valina Roo being on the bench so look it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how he goes about a pullback. But one would feel that Cheslin's probably one of the players who can, you literally can't play anyway um, with 12 and 13, probably precluding him based on not, his, not on his rugby ability, but his size more than anything else. But you feel that you put Cheslin at 9, he'll cope. You put him at 10, he should be fine. You put him at 11, 12, 15, 11, 14, 15, he'll be fine because he's got the rugby IQ to play in those particular positions. You'd probably think that if he was bigger, um, you could fill in at 12 and 13 because you feel that he's such a quick learner. So if someone understands rugby to a point where give him one or two runs in a particular position and he'll cope. So look, I mean, uh, would you call it a gamble? A tricky one because Ireland are probably the best, uh, the second best side in Europe at the moment. Um, look, and the fact that they beat the All Blacks and they beat them decisively and with a lot of skill and passion um, means that they actually are probably going to be a tougher test than the All Blacks. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see um, how he'll cope at fullback. Is it, is, is it a gamble not to have a specialist 10, at least in the matchday squad? Because the reason Cheslin is playing at 15 is because Damien Willemse was the 15, and with the injury to Pollard and Elton not being available for selection, obviously he's had to move to 10 now, but they still uh, did not put a specialist 10 even on the bench. And like you said, Cheslin will cover 10. What do you make of this gamble or this decision? Look, Damien has always been a 10. Um, it's just that um, they, I won't call it a lack of confidence in him. Um, I, I'd love to feel that a particular game plan wasn't developed at the Stormers to aid his development. Um, what happened with a Warrichaland and a Mani Lipok, for example, playing with him at the Stormers, it then allowed uh, the game plan to be built around those three players. Um, being able to rotate in those three positions. So you'd find that at particular times, a Damien will be able to run plays at 10. And then you see Warwick running plays at 10. Then you see Marnie running plays at 10. So effectively, all three ball players or the all three generals are being equipped with game management skills, even though they're equipped at different times. You'd see that there'll be particular plays where Warwick, especially in the 22, Warwick is actually at 10, Damien at 12, and then Marnie would be floating at fullback. But you'd see that they would be rotated at particular times and to, to actually be per different points of attack at, 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 at different times. So, look, Damien has always played 10 throughout high school. Um, I think one of the issues that um, saw him be moved around the back line was the goal-kicking one, and I think that's probably the one uh, slight concern because um, Damien's kicking has been um, a, 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 a matter that's been widely discussed. But if you look at how he's kicked for the Springboks, um, in particular... Um, in Australia, you look at how well they kicked in Argentina. Um, he, did, he has missed a few kicks, but you'd feel that um, with him kicking more, you get you get a lot more confidence um, under this uh, uh, under your belt. The more opportunities you get, so I think also it him being a very responsible player, he would have looked at um, looking at getting better in that department. I think the work he's done so far with Gareth Wright has been impressive. But again, um, test matches up north. Uh, well, test matches anywhere for matter, but more so up north um, are decided by accuracy of the kicking team. I mean, if uh, a fit Johnny Sexton, if he's fit enough to play, I'd say, I, I would think he's fit enough, but um, he probably will be a player who will be very key for for Ireland, not just from a game management perspective, but goal kicking. But look, um, Damien is a 10, um, and as a 10, he's played very well in the position and given opportunity. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see now um, how he performs against a Johnny Sexton, but also Johnny Sexton um, may not be 
well versed in coming across a 10 who plays to the game line and also plays as in a very quirky and very strong manner that Damien does. So um, as, as experienced as Johnny Sexton is, he's also got quite a taste on his hands. We've got a voice note. We are speaking to Kanye Sochuaku, Sport24 reporter, um, who joins us all the way from Ireland. He's actually travelled with the Springboks to cover the end of the year tour. Uh, we've got a voice note. Our Tunkulu Tabza Stolenbosch. Uh, me, I just want to see some consistency with regards to the team selection now. Because we are heading to the World Cup next year, Baba. So, let's see some consistency. Let's see. Let's build a stronger stronger team. Good evening, Tabison. Good evening to Mr. Chuaco Libra here. Uh, I must say that I was very shocked that Henko van Veg was not included in that team. What a player. What a player. Maybe post the World Cup next year, he might be a constant feature feature in that Springbok team. Because I believe um, Henko van Veig, uh, Caden Moody, Jaden Hendrickson, Sasha Mgomezolo have a bright future in that Springbok team. Maybe uh, Mr. Chuggy can comment on the... Um, Okay, thanks for that, Libra. He is in the A squad, though, uh, Henko van Vick. But, but on that note, uh, can you, so you can also answer if it surprises you that it, that is not in the team. But are, are the box not thin at centre, especially with Lukanyo arm out? Um, look, I mean, firstly, Henko van Vick hasn't even played a complete, um, uh, a complete uh, season of URC rugby. Um, and 13 is a very critical and key position that the box, I wouldn't even say struggling to fill. Um, but it is a position that does require someone to actually have a bit of experience under the belt. So he'll get his opportunity. I mean, look, he still needs to be tested at SAA level. Um, and I mean, he, and having played uh, uh, your Lions rugby so far, um, one also needs to judge Henkopa Vek when he actually starts to play against Elukanyo Am. Um, so I think at 13, I mean, they, they, again, they're putting their faith in Jesse Creel who hasn't done anything specifically wrong. I think that that needs to be sorted. He may not have Lukanyo Arm's creative and rugby gifts, but when called upon, um, he hasn't done anything wrong. But when you also look at this test match, um, with the quality of Ireland's midfielders, um, one would also think that you don't want to throw in a very a very raw midfielder. And uh, one would see that, um, I think also Henko van Weg may have an opportunity to play against the likes of your Gary Ringrose and your Rabbi Henshaws. Um, when the Lions get an opportunity to play against Leinster. So you would love to see him getting tested against those particular players because if you look at the the, the team, that the backline in particular that is picked, these are guys who've actually got a fair bit of experience under the boot against, uh, under the belt um, against Irish teams at a, what we call now um, a semi-super rugby level. So at the end of the day, um, Henko van Beek is a very good player, but he's still... Uh, we still need to play in the entire season. I mean, if you look at the likes of Romani Lupox, Romani Lupox has moved around, but it required him to put in a stellar performance um, with the Stormers for him to be recognized. So he's a good bet for the future, um, but also he still needs to work on his rugby favorite. Okay, and, and Libra, you mentioned Jaden. Jaden starts in this match, so clearly he's now the number one scrum half ahead of Fafti Clack, who's on the bench. I don't think there are any surprises in the forwards there, um, can you? So, but what do we expect? What can we expect from Ireland? And are they good value for their world number one status? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I mean, look at how smarty they they, 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 they dismantle the All Blacks. Um, they, they're a team that is very dangerous. And I think the biggest pressure, though, is on Ireland 
is not their ability to beat the Springboks. It's whether they'll be able to sustain this form throughout now, um, the Six Nations and the World Cup, because they've now clearly taken over the All Blacks' mantle of being a form side in between World Cups, but failing to deliver when it matters. Because, I mean, if you look at the pedigree of Ireland um, over the years, um, they've produced some wonderful mid-World Cup year sides but they have not gone past the quarterfinals of a World Cup tournament. And I think that is um, probably the most crucial thing that um, that is a concern. I mean, when you look at also the the, the, the pool B that the, that, that the Fox and Ireland share, the both Scotland, and um, the top two teams from that group will have to face either uh, France or New Zealand. Um, so, I mean, now Ireland have beaten New Zealand three out of four times over the past 12 months, but they lost to France. But at least they get the opportunity of playing France every year um, through the Six Nations. But I think now beating South Africa as world champions will be a massive aid in the capture they do so on Saturday. But what becomes important is can they do it um, at the start of France when the three teams meet on the 23rd of September next year? Can they do it when they beat, when they meet one of New Zealand um, or one of New Zealand or France in the quarterfinals next year. So I think for Ireland, beating South Africa on Saturday is a prerequisite. But can they do it at, in tournament rugby? I think that is probably the biggest question that is hanging over Irish rugby at the moment. And just last one quickly, somebody spoke about consistency in selection. Have the box picked their strongest available squad for this match? Yes, I mean, Looks look at like the forwards. It, eh? They did not change the forward mm. pack. Um, they also didn't change their, their bench match. They made a few match-specific changes. I mean, if you look at the kind of changes that they made in the back line, that's to compensate um, for particular injured players. So it's become clear that um, Jacques Nienaba has a pretty good idea of what his match day 23 looks like. It's now trying to fill out the other 10 players who will fill out the squad that will go, go to the walker because, again, um, versatility is very important. Um, for, for key particular positions. Yes, he's made it clear that he needs two tens and a versatile player to cover the ten, uh, the, 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 the ten uh, berth. But also in, in a 33-man squad, you need players who, especially within your wider squad, were able to cover two to three positions. Hey, wonderful, uh, Kanye. So thanks for being able to speak to us all the way from Ireland. Stay safe there, enjoy the rugby, and I'm sure uh, we'll speak to you during this tour. Thank you very much. Thank you. Spot 24 reporter Kanyiso Chuaku joining us all the way from Dublin, where he's tra- Dub- is it Dublin or Dublin, uh, where he's travelled with the Springboks for their end of the year tour.